While the Chicago Bears have made many improvements so far in the latter half of the season, there's one key area of improvement that Justin Fields needs to be more consistent on, and he, at least in last week's game, has shown that he can do it. Can he do it more consistently? And what, how important that is to his development that he does shore up that part of his game. We're also going to talk about Khalil Herbert and his usage, and the Chicago Bears are expected to go a route that we need to go in the draft this upcoming season. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. I want to start it off with the QB1 in Justin Fields. There's a lot to be made throughout Bears fandom, uh, throughout the national media, on what the future of Justin Fields as the, the quarterback one of the Chicago Bears is. We've been very consistent here at Chicago Bears Central to say that the Bears should really focus on improving the trenches, improving the weapons, take, take their time that they have for Justin Fields until that fifth-year option to decide on what this quarterback can be. And then at that point, if you improve those areas, you bring in a new quarterback, they're coming into a much better situation than what Justin Fields has been in throughout most of his career. Now, one of the areas that me personally that I want to see Justin Fields improve the most on is turnovers. That is one of the things that has hurt this team the most. It's not necessarily the other things that a lot of people do have legitimate critiques on, but it's about the turnover aspect of it. Now, one thing that Justin Fields also has done has been sacked a lot in his career. Now, the sacks are, are considerably down. So that kind of, in my opinion, points towards now we can evaluate Justin Fields and his decisions and how the turnovers are going. So Justin Fields right now over his career has a turnover-worthy play rate. That's, uh, you know, the, the chances that he takes of 3.7% over his career. So far this season, that number is down to 2.7%. And a matter of fact, Justin Fields had zero turnover-worthy throws on Sunday. And he also, uh, when it comes, that's per uh, football reference. And it's only the second time that he did that in his career. And so when it comes down to, to, to it, when it comes to Justin Fields is, can he limit the turnover specifically in crunch time? That is something that in the decision-making, the, the, whether, whether it be interceptions, whether it be fumbles, Justin Fields has to find a way to be more consistent in not turning over the ball. And really, that is the thing that I'm looking at the most with Justin Fields over this last four games is how often does he turn over the ball? Of course, with his decision-making, how he goes down the field, how he, uh, how he uh, evaluates and reads the defense to try to go down that. Those are all important things for Justin Fields, but those turnovers specifically. He has cost us games by, via turnovers over the course of his career, and you can't deny it. Even the biggest Justin Fields supporters can't deny that Justin Fields has had a problem with turnovers over his career, and he has to shore up that part. He did a really good uh, job last week, and can he now build on top of that um, after the Detroit game and do it even better against the Cleveland Browns? That is something that I am personally going to keep looking at with Justin Fields. And, you know, Justin Fields and the evaluation of him and, you know, coming across over the rest of the season is going to be an important part, right, of his game, of deciding, you know, what you want to do this offseason. And while I'm not somebody who thinks that the Bears are going to go quarterback in this draft, for the people that do, and even for Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, because it doesn't matter what I think or any other fan thinks, if Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles are evaluating Justin Fields and really looking at how he can progress as a quarterback, the turnover's got to be a big part of that as well. And so, yeah, we're heading into another offseason off of wanting to see Justin Fields progress, wanting to see Justin Fields develop, 
wanting to see, you know, what this team is going to do to better support Justin Fields. But as we get closer and closer to that fifth year option, the Bears got to get be more and more strenuous of these questions that they ask over Justin Fields in the future of, of him with this team. I like Justin Fields. You guys know that on record for it. Been very consistent in that. I think that you gotta you, you gotta uh, try to get a better offensive play caller in here and see what Justin Fields looks like with that. The way the offensive line has progressed over this, and we're starting to eliminate more and more questions about the things around Justin Fields, and that way we can focus on what Justin is or is not as a quarterback and how he's developing in those areas. And next season is going to be a big big testament to that. And I think this team is going to do things to improve the defense, which is going to help the offense put them in a better situation. They're going to evaluate the center position, hopefully get a better center in here, get more depth at the tackle and offensive line overall, because we do have players that have been injury prone over their careers so far when it comes down to it on the offensive line. But you got to continue to ask those questions about Justin. You got to continue to ask those questions about the team. You got to continue to try to improve the team no matter what it is. And then we'll see, again, as you eliminate more questions around Justin Fields, you can start asking more questions and more things of Justin Fields to do. And if they do go, for example, Marvin Harrison Jr., while improving the offensive line, things like that in this draft, that is going to eliminate more and more of the of the possible reasons and things around Justin Fields outside of his control. And it comes just down to what does Justin then show you with those improvements around him. And so, like I said, I've always understood the questions and the Bears fans that don't see it for Justin. I don't always agree with them, but I've always understood the questions around him. And I think those questions are going to be there regardless until we see a quarterback that just unequivocally, you know, is winning. And so I think that that comes in. Even then, you're going to have some Bears fans that are questioning Justin Fields and how we're winning if we do start winning, things like that. But the key thing is, is eliminating the things that you can, the controllables, and start trying to get winning football players in here to help Justin Fields, to protect Justin Fields, to be weapons. How Justin has now developed and how him and DJ Moore's chemistry has built Imagine now bringing in another wide receiver like a Marvin Harrison Jr. to help keep pushing that even further. That's where the sky starts being the limit. And like I said, that's where you start really being able to evaluate Justin Fields even more than what you've been able to. I'm not saying that Justin Fields, you haven't been able to evaluate him at all because you can, but it just eliminates more of the questions around Justin Fields. And I think that's an important part of this offseason is eliminating the other questions if you're not going to go quarterback. So then you can keep asking more of that quarterback that you currently have in Justin Fields and see if he stands up to the test. I, for one, think that he can, and I think that he will. I think he has that ability, but it, you got, got to see it come to, uh, all into fruition in reality, and that's up to Justin. That's up to the coaching staff. That's up to those type of things to make that happen. So, you know, we'll see what this offseason brings for Justin Fields and for his development. And like I said, over the last four games, I'm going to be keying in and really watching how Justin Fields performs and making those decisions and limiting turnovers where he can. Now, with that said, a player that's usage has kind of gone down and it's bringing a lot of questions on what the future may hold for this player is Khalil Herbert, right? Khalil Herbert came into the season as the unequivocal starter. And, you know, I don't think that there was any question on how he performed before he went down with injury. Now, he did get hurt. And then Deontay Foreman came back in and started last week when they were both healthy. He's the hot hand, things like that. Deontay Foreman has played an extremely good brand of football. But you got to start asking yourself, are the Bears now questioning maybe the future of Khalil Herbert with this team? I don't think they are, but you got to look at it. The first five weeks of the season, Khalil Herbert played 59% of the offensive snaps. Uh, and he had 43% of the rushing attempts and ran on 46% of the routes. Um, so, you know, that's what it comes down to. He had a 54% on long uh, down situations and distance snaps and 75% on short distance uh, snaps because he's just that dangerous of a player. And then you look at since his return 
in week 11, he's played only 27 of the total snaps, which may mean, hey, he's not all the way back from injury, which I wouldn't be surprised in at all. And then he's played on 25% of the rushing attempts and 25% of the routes run in that. And he only has 11% long down um, uh, percentage on those type of plays. So that's a huge drop for it. And in last week's game against the Detroit Lions, he only played 17% of the snaps and 12% of the rushings. So listen, it seems like that role for, for Khalil Herbert keeps going down. Now that is some with the play of Deontay Foreman. Of course, that is the play and Roshan Johnson is kind of being a more versatile weapon in the passing game and on those long snap situations because Roshan Johnson, I think, played over 50% of the long snap situations in that. And so you have to start asking yourself, or the Bears may be looking at Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson maybe as the future one-two punch there at that running back position. I think it comes down to this. I don't think Khalil Herbert is all the way 100% healthy. I also don't think a player should lose their position necessarily because of injury. But the questions still remain there, and this is a question that the Bears are going to have to answer. Maybe they do run it back with all three running backs next season and they kind of let the pecking order dictate based off play. But as we've seen two-headed monsters at the running back position become the norm now in the NFL, you haven't really seen three players do, do that, and you want to kind of get it down to two players just so you can know what you have in those two players. So Khalil Herbert, you know, a player that, uh, that you know, is, I still like. And when he's fully healthy, yes, he has flaws. He's not at any stretch of the imagination a perfect running back at all but he's still a good enough running back and he's been explosive enough and dynamic enough that I feel um that you 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 don't want to necessarily just move on from him uh Deontay Foreman has been great for us as well I don't want to knock any other player to just talk about uh, uh Khalil Herbert I love Khalil and they, the Bears got some time when it comes down to making a decision on Khalil Herbert but here's what I'll say is that we already have seen now that Ryan Poles isn't against, against not paying running back right? The, uh, 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 David Montgomery just sent away. Okay. We, now we, we replace it with Deontay Foreman, who's been great for us when he has played, even though initially he was listed as healthy scratches. We end up drafting Roshan Johnson as well. That has the sky's the limit for Roshan Johnson. He still has things that of course he can work on as well as a running back and that he can develop on over the course of this, of this off season. But we have, after the season, we have one year left on the deal of Khalil Herbert. And that's only a $1 million deal. So, again, not a huge cap hit or anything like that. And they may very well look and use next year to decide the future of that running back position. But I want to throw it to you guys on this. How do you feel about Khalil Herbert? How do you feel about how the running back game has gone overall? Do you think that it's like I think where it's just Khalil Herbert still working himself back for injury and may not be 100%? Or do you think the Bears are looking at this now and saying, hey, Maybe the route that we're going to go is more of a Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson route rather than Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, who I think kind of on paper bring different things that may complement each other a little bit better. Um, but you never know. And again, with the a potential of a new offensive coordinator coming into this team as well, uh, they may want all the weapons there and see how a better offensive coordinator really utilizes all these weapons that the Chicago Bears could have at their disposal next year. Uh, uh, you know, Deontay Foreman, a player that only signed a one-year deal to come to the Chicago Bears, may may also just leave. Yeah, you know. So let me know what you guys think about that running back position specifically for the Bears and the route and and that 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 may go. Now, with that said, moving out of that subject, I want to get into the next one, and that's the upcoming draft, right? And so while a lot of Bears fans are asking themselves, Marvin Harrison Jr quarterback with the number one overall pick Brett Gabriel has said now with this that with one of the two first round picks in this upcoming NFL draft that polls will use it on a dynamic play rush he said this you can bet that more additions will be made to the defense during the upcoming offseason while Ryan polls has addressed the defensive end in free agency and trades he still hasn't drafted an edge in a premium round both for development and cap purposes 
that will be done in April's draft. Ngakwe is out of contract at about $10 million per year. Do the Bears want to spend to keep him or draft a young, dynamic pass rusher who has the traits that become an excellent NFL player? What I can see happening is the Bears going out and spending top dollar on another veteran free agent edge with the contract that Sweat received after the Bears traded for him. It doesn't make much sense. The smart play is to do it through the draft. And you guys know, I've been, especially with the Bears pick and where it may fall, there are a lot of edges that the Bears could look to, to theoretically draft in this upcoming year. And that is where it comes down to, you got to ask yourself, do the Bears want to make a move to bring in a young, like I said in, in the article, dynamic, dynamic uh, 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 pass rusher or even edge that's solid in the pass and run to learn under Montez Sweat, to develop with the young uh, interior defensive lineman that you have in Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, who are growing. You've already uh, signed Andrew Billings to a, a contract extension. So that's the things that the Bears have to look at, at what they're going to do uh, in this upcoming draft. I wouldn't be surprised. There are some quality edges in this draft, absolutely, that can go further down in the draft. you got to look at the Bears' uh, own first-round pick. Jared Verse can be around that area, depending on where other things go, that the Bears could look at, and I would not be mad. Jared Verse is a guy that I've personally had my eye on uh, for this team for a while now. And if the Bears do decide to go Jared Verse in that draft, I don't think it's going to be bad. Now, again, some mocks have him going as high as fourth, so that may be outside where the Bears are going to pick at. Some have him going much lower than that. But there are going to be some quality edges in this draft that the Bears could absolutely go after. Uh, Latou uh, from USCLA is another one that can go in, in that 11 range, that 10 to, to 15 range. Dallas Turner and Edge Alabama is there. Jared Verse, again, is another one that I already mentioned and talked about heavily. Those are the edges that are projected to go around that middle of the first round that the Bears could really look at to add to what we're already building with that defensive line. And if they do that, tell you what, you're now having a nice mix of veterans and youth on that defensive line with also adding in Demarcus Walker to that as well and versatile players. So I'm not surprised to hear this report. I'm not surprised to hear somebody say that that Ryan Pose for the first time may go edge higher up in the draft. The question just is, is where the Bears picks fall and what else they get. Again, you know, I'm a Marvin Harrison guy, drafting number one overall. Let your own pick fall where it's going to be and figure it out. Right now, the Chicago Bears are slated their own pick to be fifth. Is it going to stay there? Let's hope that the Bears do win a couple of more games. But even if they do drop, there are going to be some quality edges in the middle of that first round that the Bears could absolutely go after that they can help start guiding that 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 uh, that uh, defense for the Chicago Bears. Now, with that said, before we go, I want to ask this question. The Bears are starting to win more, right? We've seen it. The Bears are winning more. The three and two over the last five, things like that. And you got to ask your questions. Are the Bears really turning the corner in the NFL? And here's what I'll say. I do think that they are approaching that corner of turning that. And that is, and I think they're doing it at the best time of year. Again, you want to see the team win more games up, up, up front. We always want to see this team win. But the fact that this season has gone the way that it's gone, and now they seem to be turning that corner, is things that you can build off of and momentum that you can build off on now in the offseason. Ryan Pose and Kevin Warren got to get to evaluating these guys and again, not be prisoners of the moment per se in some of these performances, but but be understanding in where the direction of your team is going and if you're going in that right direction. And it seems like the Bears are. The offense is trending in the right direction. The defense has been much improved and, and consistently going in the right way. We now have a top five defense, I think, in the NFL. And we can be even better than that with development, the right key acquisitions, things like that. So while the Bears are improving, you also got to let that make you, make you realize is that this team, is also going in the right in the right direction. The Bears right now are allowing 272 yards per game. That's good enough for fifth in the NFL. We're also only averaging 180 pass yards per game, fifth in the NFL. We're 11 in takeaways. 
over that stretch of time as well since week nine. This is just since week nine. We also have started getting more pressure, more sacks. We have 10 sacks in just the past four games. We had 11 in the first nine games. At the end of the day, this team is progressing and going in the right direction. Justin Fields and DJ Moore have, have gone and, and started building themselves as a nice one-two punch in their development. So again, the Bears aren't completing turning things around, but they are starting to turn that corner that we want to see in the development. That does not mean there are still huge questions as far as that, but Matt Eberflus even saying this, now we know how good we can be. So again, we'll end up seeing where this team goes, but I think the route that we're going to end this season has put us in a much better place than what it initially looked like we were going to be after the first couple of months of the season. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episodes that go down on Fridays and Saturdays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.